Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. I am Keith. Potentially, I'm Jack. Potentially. Potentially. Existentially, he's Jack. All right, and we are back. Welcome to another... Elementally. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Gun Day Brunch brought to you by Taurus USA and Guns.com. If you'd like to learn more about affordable firearms that are reliable for personal protection, home defense, or whatever other legal thing you want to use them for, go to TaurusUSA.com. And if you'd like to buy one of those guns, you can head to Guns.com. I have to stand, stand in defense of myself here. It's not that I don't like rifles based on last week's episode. It's that I don't like AR-15s. And, and it's not because I think that they should be banned. I, that... I don't I don't like boring, consistent reliability. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Yeah, 100%. If you look at the, the rifles that are in my gun locker right now, I have I have two AR-9s, one of which is an SBR, uh, the other one of which has got my one-and-a-half power ACOG on it. Uh, then I've got a lever-action rifle, uh, a 22 mag lever action rifle because everyone should have one of those. And I've got a bolt gun and 450 Bushmaster because those guns are interesting. <laughs> but uh, 556 AR. Autism is showing. Oh, dude, it's really bad sometimes. It's so bad. <laughs> hey, on the bright side, uh, at least I don't count stairs and I'm not obsessed with trains. <laughs> Pardon me while I stack things in sequential order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but all seriousness, you know, it's, it's, ARs are fine. It's just not, they're not my cup of tea. And I'm glad that other people. Technically, like we didn't talk about ARs. I know, which was the best part, but I still got shit about it from other people being like, oh, Caleb, those are not rifles. I like some rifles. Some rifles are interesting. Okay. Other rifles are boring. But that. I'm going to turn that B5 stock you found into an action, like an AR, probably. It'll, <laughs> it'll turn into one of those in an SBR. And Caleb will finally have it. And people will be like, Caleb doesn't like ARs. Can we, can we, we turn that out- thing into like an eight? thousand dollar master class right can we and we're still can gonna we be turn, like can we do sbr paperwork for caleb without him knowing it is that possible yeah you could probably so I actually could, yeah I you could, could create a trust and put me on the trust and oh then, yeah there we go there you go uh fun fact i i appreciate that you use the word found to describe how i got that stock and i think i'm just gonna leave it at uh that <laughs> found <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, but that is, we're not talking about that today. What we were talking about today is no, the no, current obsession of Instagram shooters and uh, people. And so really like social media is obsessed with the 2011 right now. And if you're on Instagram and you're trying it to pull and you don't have a 2011, then you're poor, which I, and honestly, I, if you I have a staccato, you're still kind of, I don't have yeah, a staccato. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to state, uh, you staccato guys are still poor to me. Yeah, you're rocking right. a twenty five hundred dollar gun versus a Chambers eight thousand dollar. Yeah, like or... I, I and like it, there's the thing is like entry level twenty five hundred dollars, and I want to say this: staccatos are good guns. They actually run. They're good. Com- they're comparatively, okay. no, no. I I will fight on this. I will stand on this hill. I'll die on it. You can't climb up here anyway. Um, <laughs> they have ladders. I'm on the counter. Um, <laughs> compared to STI back in the day. Yes. Where damn. when you bought a gun, you were buying essentially a $3,000 problem. 
All right. Here's the first inflammatory thing I'm going to say in this episode, and this is not by any chance going to be the last. Comparing uh, staccato of today to STI of yesteryear is the same as comparing Taurus of today to Taurus of yesteryear. The company is vastly improved. The products are much, much better. And you are, you have a much, much higher chance of getting one that runs straight away out of the box. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that is the first inflammatory thing. And it's only inflammatory because I'm comparing staccato to Taurus. So I know somewhere somebody got upset, but you're not wrong though. You're not wrong. I'm not. I know I'm not wrong. That is not what we're, (laughs) in fact, I might be closer to right than some people might want to realize. We're going to get a C&D on that one. <laughs> yeah. Hang on one second, guys. Let me not do things that are going to get me in trouble with my job job. Um, so what we are going to talk about is, let's say, you know, you want, you like the idea of a 2011, right? What is, but what's that idea? Let's define it, that first. The, okay. So to define the idea of a 2011, it is a double stack, um, I'm not going to say polymer frame, but like alloy, maybe stainless steel, maybe polymer. You know, you kind of have that modular drip. Usually, but they're not all that way. They're not all that way. way. All right. So let's take the broadest possible definition of a 2011 that we can get. And that is a double stack nine millimeter 1911. That is the broadest one in the, like when people who don't understand how we got to the modern state of 2011s think of a 2011 that's what they think of because the earliest 2011s were 38 supers and 38 super comps high capacity high accuracy Mm -hmm. high shootability but also nine 1911 style trigger controls and interface yes that is that is a defining characteristic of the 2011 because When we're looking at alternatives to the 2011, we're looking at things that aren't necessarily that, right? It's not a, it doesn't have, you know, a single action trigger, an AMV safety, a grip safety. But here, here's the thing that I'm going to, I'm going to make the comparison to, and I think you're going to like this. The 2011 is the C7 Corvette. Mm, he said thinking slowly about this it is processing it's not off the line it's not it's not a a ford mustang or dodge charger that you made really fast it is a car that is designed as a sports car and it is available everywhere and every dude of a certain age goes out and buys one and right. they think they think it makes them a better driver. And I'll tell you, it kind of does because when you drive a car that's designed to be driven hard and fast, you will have an easier time driving it hard and fast. But here's the beautiful thing. You're also going to put it in the fucking wall because that thing is capable of doing stuff way past what you're capable of doing. So side note, and I'm actually going to circle back to that when I talk about my first alternative to a 2011, which is what we're talking about in this episode. But before we get to that, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I preferred the C7 Corvette to the current uh, mid-engine ones. I know on paper, the mid-engine ones are faster. They handle better. However, it to me, the mid-engine Corvette, as great a car as it is on paper, has gotten away from the spirit of the Corvette, and it now looks like an American car playing dress-up as a, a mid-engined European su- supercar, and I would rather have 
Mafron-engined Corvette that okay. looks like a Corvette. I, that is an I, aesthetic I want to argue with you. I want to argue with you. But here's the deal: we're a gun show, sort of, kind of. Kind of if you, know, you want to hear us argue about cars, which we've got the car argument here in the comment section. Tell us you would like for us to have the car argument, and send us ten thousand dollars so we can fund a second show. <laughs> and a car and, a, and well we need more than ten thousand dollars for this not if we do the gambler 500 oh good point all right so let's talk about alternatives to the 2011 and you know there's all sorts of different platforms out there that are reasonable alternatives some of them are a bit of a stretch but i'm gonna kick it to uh keith first and if this doesn't if me pointing doesn't make sense on your screen but keith is too it it makes sense on mine anyway so we're gonna kick it to keith <laughs> I'm over there, and Keith, what? All right, so let's they, 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 they can't, they, they can't afford a 2011. They don't want a 2011 because they don't like men's. Whatever. Uh, what would your alternative to the 2011 be? My first practical alternative, and I always go back to this, is I start looking at CZ and I look at the 75 line and the shadow line, like the high end 75s, the high end shadows. They have that sweet, sweet trigger. Now, it's not a 1911 trigger because it's not straight pull back to actuate. It's a hinge trigger. So there, there, um, there is some difference there. But, man, do those guns shoot. And they have that characteristic of just feeling right while you're shooting them. And they high capacity, 18, 20, 22 round mags all over the place for these things. And they've they've got that smooth point and shoot that the that everybody likes out of the 2011. So it's very responsive uh, control wise, and it gives you a lot of the same uh, good benefits that the the 2011 does. The 2011 just has taken the I am the hot chick status from the the shadow and shadow two, which had it for a long time in the space because they shot so. Did speaking of CZ, did Dan Wesson ever get the DWX to market? I don't think I so. Don't Hang on, I'm so. looking. I'm going on. I'm going on the 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 going going the, on the internets. Yeah, going on the internets. The site that doesn't sponsor us but sells guns online. But we know people who work there. And if you guys would like to sponsor us, you know, just saying, I like money. Um, let's see, Dan Wesson DWX. Uh, there's a couple of them on the site that rhymes with fun poker. Uh, mm. Ooh, and it's got a red trigger and red grips add to cart. <laughs> Not that I'm a simple man or anything, but it, it do be looking good. So, but yeah, yeah no, I, I, when I was thinking about this episode, you know, one of the first guns I thought of was the shadow two, right? Yeah. Because, and you can also, in addition, like if you're, you know, if you like, oh, I need a single action twigger to shoot better. Well, you can carry the Shadow 2 cocked and locked. So that would now, be. If I pop over to CZ right now and Dan Wesson, um, the DWX is the first one listed under products. I just don't know if there's anything in the wild, even in our space, where we get access to things a little early. Because Well, they're on, they're for sale on the internet. Fun. So mm -hmm. I think that uh, for sale on the internet is good, right? Um, dealer dealer locator yeah there you go but yeah like if i'm on the cz website and you've got this the shadow two you know you have the tax the cz tax board you know there's a lot of the options what mm -hmm. with the orange yeah the tax board orange is what i was thinking about that tax board orange is 
fire looking. Two of I, my like, friends bought them, and they were just like super mean guns. Like they were they were fast. I want to bring Todd back from the dead and give him one of these because he was obsessed with orange. Um, that is that gun looks so good, and it's got the oh, CZ. Good job. Like I know, you know, I know I work for another. Here's the thing, guys. I work for a manufacturer in the firearms industry. At nowhere in my contract does it say that I can't look at somebody else's gun and go, "God damn, that looks good," um, because it 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 does. It looks Just good. All admit that that is the silliest thing that the older perps. Yeah. On is like looking at a clearly good product, whether it's shotgun, rifle, and handgun, and because you work for team other gun company, you can't acknowledge that their gun runs well. And that it's a good gun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree that that's a thing that like has carried over from like the previous generation. I wish it would go away. Like, well, it's, it, it's ludicrous because I don't have like I could maybe understand it if I had a competing product to the t to the Tax Sport Two Orange, but there's nothing in my product lineup that competes with a twenty two hundred dollar fucking forty Smith and Wesson race gun. Like, I don't. I don't make a gun for that. So if I look at this and I go, that shit slaps, it's because it does. So everybody be cool. Um, ah, God, now I want, now I want, now I want to buy one of those. Anyway, uh, let me, this, this episode might end with me buying a gun on the internet, but uh, all right, Jack, what yeah, is your, again. give me, <laughs> give me a 2011 alternative, Jack. Okay. This is going to come out of left field, but it is, substantially cheaper than the 2011. I think it has a fantastic trigger and it. it has a number of trigger options if you want to play with that. The magazines are expensive, but I think they're on par with 2011 magazines. The big pain is going to be getting a holster for it, but I've shot one of these guns. It wasn't mine, but a friend had one. Um, it's one of the few guns I've ever shot past 100 yards and had success with with iron sights and that is the heckler and cock I knew USP you were gonna say expert. hk the usp expert is one of the fan is a fantastic gun it can be carried cocked and locked with a with a simple thumb safety um 15 round magazines aren't great compared to like 20 rounders that are flushed with and other stuff but you can get some base pads if you want to and it is just a fantastic gun to shoot the problem is you need big hands to make it work for you. I'm not going to lie to you there. But also, here's what's crazy. You get a match out-the-box gun, if you can get a holster for it, which also a little bit of a problem, for $1,500. It is a good... I I knew somebody was going to bring up I, the... I think USC. this falls under, like, ESP, Enhanced Service Pistol Division. I don't really know. Too many divisions. Run what you're wrong. I don't care. Um, yeah, when... Your time and your scores are going to be your time and your scores, whatever yeah. that puts you in. Like, yeah, and let's be real: a lot of these people with uh, who are carrying twenty uh, elevens are not actually shooting matches with them; yeah, they're just yeah. flexing them on the gram, which is fine if that's what you want to do. Is flex on the gram? You do you, boo. But yeah, uh, there are USP you also need. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just I'm looking. There are USB experts for sale on the internet right now. I'm looking at guns.com, fifteen hundred and three dollars. Or their payment system, which would be fifty-five dollars a month. 
if you if you're like major broke and you need one of these things, get it done. You, you great product it. placement. Well done. Well done, sponsor placement. Ah, oh, oh, so good. In such a good mood today. Oh, that was okay. So the USP experts one that like I I it's one of those guns that exists on the periphery of my awareness, right? Where like, I forget it exists and then I'll either shoot one or somebody will have one at a match and you'll be like, Holy shit. Is that a USP expert? Uh, and then, you know, you can go from there. Um, my so buddy who had one, I was like, what is that? Cause he had it in a phantom style holster mm-hmm. and it, you know, it was a lot longer than a normal USP. It's, it's about the same length as a 2011, 1911. He goes, Oh, it's an expert. I'm like, ooh, ooh aren't you? Let me just go ahead and let me just go ahead and blah blah. I went through a whole magazine, and he's like, "Yeah, what do you think?" I was like, "I think you need to give me another magazine." Yeah. I think that's what you <laughs> more, more, more. more. Like, um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Now, for my, uh, we're gonna do another round of these. We're gonna go around the horn, and everyone's gonna have the opportunity to come up with another one because there's some guns out there that I definitely think are reasonable alternatives. However, here's the second inflammatory thing that I'm gonna say this episode, which is the best alternative to a 2011 is get fucking better at shooting. <laughs> because oh, I need a single action trigger, and I gotta have a compensator on my nine millimeter, and it's made out of steel, so it has no okay, recoil, okay. and it makes me oh, so much better at shooting. And this goes back to the fucking Corvette thing, because I have seen people on the track driving very, very fast cars get their shit absolutely rocked by somebody driving a car that is on paper and in the books much, much slower because the guy driving the Glock 34 of cars is yeah, way the, the, better at it than the guy who got the staccato with the 9mm officiator. Okay, the ghost Fucking of Akira is the same. Listen, okay? get better at shooting. That's the first best I'm gonna thing I'm going to say this do. again. So you don't speak over me so the people who get this reference will get it. The ghost of Akiana is a thing. You can be out. I, I know you don't, but so, there are going to be four people that get this reference. It's for you and guys. It's four now. Uh, don't say anything when you get it. Um, I don't even know how to spell that. You can absolutely be outdriven. But there comes a point where you're going to outdrive your Honda Civic. Absolutely. Uh, it's but here's the problem. But you right? need to be so, honest with yourself that you're out driving your Honda Civic. Like that's the, there's the problem. How good a driver do you have to be to dr- out drive a Honda Civic Type R? Really, really, really good. really good, right? So, and that's kind of my point is that to be able to actually the number of people that can actually out drive a and I'll, I'll use kind of your your standard example. The number of people that can actually outdrive a properly set up Glock 34 are very, very, or it's very, very few. Like in the grand scheme You've of got, the, You have got to put time and work to max out on that gun without yeah. changing a single part on the gun. Oh, um, right? yeah. yeah, I, I would say that like, would, over time you're going you're gonna to change stuff. I would actually say to. that you outdrive it a lot quicker in stock configuration than you do. Like, that's why I said properly set up, like with a couple yeah. of good tweaks, better sights, because it's really easy to outdrive factory Glock sights. You can, oh, yeah. you can outdrive those real quick. When, when, okay, uh, okay. If factory Glock no sights were made out of gun, metal, this includes the optic ready model. So if you right, put like a two dot on it and you're running, and like if you put your favorite mag release in it and, and a couple of little things like that, I'm not, but like stock trigger regular internals you're going to get a lot of distance out of that gun and a dot on it 
before you get into the point where like single action trigger with short, beautiful reset and everything like that is now like, oh, well, I need this gap in order to change my performance level again because I'm here. Yeah. So anyway, that's my inflammatory thing is that I think a lot of the people that are buying and carrying 2011s are doing it for clout and uh, not to actually get any significant performance in their shooting. However, I also agree with what Jack said earlier in that if you go from driving something and we'll, you know, like a, uh, like a regular Honda Civic SI, which is an excellent car across the board uh, and you upgrade to a C7 front engine Corvette, you're going to be able to drive faster and corner harder, just like you would with by going from a Glock 34 to a well set up 2011. However, I think the uh, part of that that is also true about going from the Civic to the Corvette is you're going to put it into a wall and you're going to have a moment with that 2011 where you outrun the sights and you outrun the trigger and something bad happens. And hopefully that bad thing happens on, you know, the range and not uh, when you're holstering, when you're doing a cool speed holstering that did demo for Instagram, because, you know, I don't, I don't actually want people to shoot themselves in the wiener. Um, so no, no, that's now, that if I were to make an actual recommendation of a gun, <laughs> uh, I would say like my, the first thing that I tell people is if they want something instead of uh 2011, I say, get an LTT 92. That's my, uh, that is my, and again, it's because I'm a double action supremacist. So, you know, get, an LTT 92, an LTT 92 will actually do the only thing that it won't do that you can do with a 2011 is be single action only. Uh, and everything else you want to do with a 2011, you can do with an LTT 92 in a platform that I think is superior. It's easier to get the guns to work correctly. You are less likely to have problems with your magazines. You are less likely to have problems with your springs. There's less goofy stuff going on with manual safeties. It's like, <clears throat> here's the, the caveat the off that too. If you want single action, you can get the LTT 92X. Yeah, absolutely. They here's the that. third inflammatory thing I'm going to say. The Beretta <laughs> 92 is superior to the 1911 and the Beretta 92G is absolutely one of the best handguns ever made so there there's my, my third inflammatory uh, you are like no, no, I'm, I'm not no, wrong i'm no. not wrong you I'm are wrong you're all wrong you can shoot a 92 better than most people can shoot a 1911 i'll put that on 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 jaw no cap straight <laughs> <On> awesome <laughs> but you my friend are a fucking anomaly and the vast majority of 92s are clapped out pieces of shit and so are the vast majority of 1911s well i'm not saying the go only, get one from the, a oh, fucking no 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 hold on the only differences i i'm not saying that if you go and buy a brand new 92 it's not a fine gun it is i think the 993 92a3 um yes. with the yeah. vertex back fantastic gun i had one it shot awesome i got the double action only kit in it it was great i loved it yeah those m9a3s and the subsequent m9a4s from beretta are fantastic um, but the but reason why i specifically recommend the 92 ltt as your 2011 alternative is because ltt 
right? Like, uh, yeah, Landon, yeah. like if you want the best Beretta ever made by man, it comes like the parts go to Ernest and company and then they come back formed into like this perfection of what a DASA handgun could be. Uh, and that's the 92, you know, the 92 LTTs are fantastic. Um, so that's my, my actual real world, uh, recommendation for the first round. I got another one that we'll do on the second round, but we're going to go to Keith again. Keith, give me another 2011 alternative. Honestly, I'm, I'm throwing this one in there because I'm trying to get my hands on one after recently playing with some other guns. And that's the performance center M and P 2.0 competitor. Which is, is a that the metal frame one? It's the metal frame one, five inch gun, 17 round mags, and it's got their, you know, upgraded bladed triggers. And I've been playing with a lot of the new Smith and Wesson guns, and they've made me very, very happy. Do you guys um, remember that brief period of time where the M and P was absolutely the hottest polymer framed gun on the market? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It was it was called directly after the trailer drop for Magpul Dynamics Tactical Pistol. <laughs> yes, it was. I mean, oh man, those were, I mean, I shot, uh, I had an MMP long slide that I shot in matches for ages because when it was the 40, so it actually shot good groups um, and I was shooting limited. So yeah. God, yeah, I remember that. And so, but I uh, might agree with you on that one, Keith, but I don't know anything about the guns because I haven't, I have zero hands on time with any of the MMPs post when they came out with the MMP 2.0 with the upgraded grip texture mm -hmm. and nine mil barrels that would shoot groups and stuff like that. I was like, this is a good gun. This is a solid, this is a solid it was a, it was a fighting excellent, gun. excellent option. And the only reason that I gravitated toward the SIG guns, like the 226 and then later was the metal frames was the fact I could get the aluminum frame in the 226. Excellent. And then uh, when the aluminum frame dropped for the 320, I'm like, okay. And yeah, mm -hmm. I want to live dangerously. Who wants to know whether or not my round's going to go into my thigh or not? Like, I do. I'd like knowing that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love the fact that it, we have basically gone full circle and we now have factory production on CCF race frames. Uh, if you guys don't remember, if the listeners out oh, there... Boom. Oh, core memory unlocked. Oh I know, God. right? <laughs> so if you guys Dude, have no idea... I remember I'm... a guy in 2009 oh, yep. had a CCF race frame Glock with a J-point Dr. Octic on the slide. God, that guy was living in 2023. And a comp. And I just remember looking at that gun and being like, stupid. And now I'm like, <laughs> That's oh, that dude was so smart. That guy oh. was so far ahead of the curve. I hope he lived to see it like everyone else be like, yeah, maybe I'll do this. And he's like, I don't I can't. Well, because you know he got... So for people who don't know, CCF Race Frames was an aftermarket company that made aluminum frames for Glocks and it was called a race frame. It made the gun heavier. Um, they often didn't work quite right because they had tolerance That's issues right. and all kinds of stuff. If you could get one and get it to work with your gun, your gun was fucking fantastic. But it's funny because... I guarantee in 2009, everybody roasted that guy for his gun. Oh, why'd you take your polymer gun and make it heavier? You took, you took your Glock Perfection and made it a, a finicky piece of crap. Oh, man. <laughs> now everybody being like, metal frame striker gun? Yay. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So that's uh, but I am I am curious about the metal MMP. I, I surely am. I've seen it. I know a couple I'm, of people who have I'm them trying to get my hands on one because I am I'm really intrigued by it. Because I, I like you, I am I bought into the MP series um 1.0 very heavily. I love the MP 45. I shot that gun very yeah. well. Excellent gun. I then went to the 9L, shot that for a while. And uh this was during the the I'm just a poor boy from a poor family phase where every time I wanted to try a new gun, the old one had to go away. So I didn't, right. I didn't hold on to these guns. Um so I I finally stopped that when I picked up my first 226 and I held on to that one for quite a while. Um and I haven't I haven't circled around back fully into the 2.0 line. Uh, other than being an armor for those guns, I've taken I've taken apart, put them back together. I'm very very impressed with the guns themselves. I just don't have one yet because I've had I have all these other nine mils and I didn't need one. But right. now I'm looking at the this five inch performance center competitor and I'm just going mm. yes and and more than anything like this isn't a thousand dollar gun, guys. This isn't a three thirty five hundred dollar gun. Or an $8,000 gun isn't a $1,000 gun that you can slap a dot on for another four or five, six hundred $600, pick your flavor of dot, and you're good to go. Like, go, shoot, do the things. Buy tons of ammo. All right, Jack, what is your uh, next recommendation for a replacement for a 2011 alternative? Uh, As you say, aside, uh, I hate you because I'm buying a 92 LTT red dot slide right now. No one, no one will see this one coming. If you say a Gersan high power, I'm no, going to no, boot you no, from no. the call. <laughs> I think you should consider the Stealth Arms Platypus. The f kids. <laughs> Hang on, where's the kick participant from the call button? Hold on, hold on. Hear me out. Is that wait? Is that not vaporware though? No, it's real. It's hundred percent real. Oh, this is the one that takes Glock magazine. Yes, and looks yes, like, it is. God, and, that... and you have every okay. So for those who don't this know, it's really ugly. It, it is really ugly, and it can be made to be eye searingly ugly, because on top of the fact that it is a. 1911 Malibu takes... Beach House. I know. Look, if you <laughs> what if you is have, happening right if now, you have some time to spare, and I I would recommend going to stealtharms.net. Oh yeah, because they have a .net as their top level domain. Um, well, stealtharms.com probably was very expensive. No judgment. Probably. Yeah. Um, and I'd rather you spend money on the gun development than you do on your website. I get that. That's oh no, they own .com. It, re it redirects. Oh, okay. Um, and you just begin playing with this. You can make this thing in any color, any slide, any grip, any rail. Uh, you can get any red dot cut if you want, and all this other stuff going on. Anything you can do, anything to this gun, and you get oh what you put out. And here's the thing: the color combinations are endless. You can have the most god-awful looking thing in the world on your hip. There is a story, confirmed story, of a guy having a problem with one. And the owner flying over to him in his plane 
to fix it in the gun store. This is a confirmed thing that happened. Now, do I expect that for every one of these things that break? Absolutely not. Do we know if this gun will run or not? Not really. I I am going to go at the next show, find these guys at a booth and be like, I love what you're doing. Give me whatever is built. I would like to run it into the dirt. Oh my God, I can do an acro cut? Right, Uh, you can (laughs) You do whatever. And they're not very expensive. They come out to like fully custom out. I think I got one to like two, two, two. Like two, five was the most. Guys, that's a lot. That's a lot. But you can, you're going to, it, it's so, it's so what? bad, but it's so good at the same time. And it's not until you're customizing the finishes. Oh my and, God. I could make one of these in Taurus orange. Right. In, in, in our cyberpunk dystopia lives, you deserve a bespoke eye searing competition slash carry handgun. This is insanely ugly. The thing right, that but... I am making right now, guys, it actually hurts my eyes a little bit to look at it. I, uh... I cannot speak to this thing running. I don't know how accurate it is. It could suck. But here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Most of you guys can't shoot for shit anyway. Fact. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not a personal insult. It's, it's just, just... 90%, 90% of the internet, and I'm being generous to 10% of us, just don't don't stack up. So if you're going to get a piece of Gucci holster hardware that's a totem for being cool, I promise you, when I scan the range and I'm like, all right, who's got what here? Right. Oh my God. Is that a platypus? I promise you I'm going to care more about that platypus than anything else out there. Yeah, that's fair. This is intense, the amount of stuff that you can do to this. Oh, I'm not saying goodness. this is the gun to make you an HRT level sh- hostage rescue shooter. I, I can't do or, that with or, anything or, other than freaking grandmaster, whatever. Right. <laughs> like, but, but I promise you, you're going to get some eyes on you at the range. And frankly, that's why most of those guys bought C7 Corvettes anyway. It is. It is. It's very much the, give me that car. So no one looks at me. And I wanted uh, in burgundy with a tan leather finish. Right. Like, look, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to judge. I drove a bright red Dodge Charger with a MagnaFlow exhaust system because I definitely didn't want any attention from anyone. Right. All right. So now that brings me to my last recommendation uh, for a 2011 alternative, and this is not intended to be inflammatory at all. This is just a sensible alternative to a 2011, and it's the Walther Q5 steel frame. Um, if you Sensible. are, it's, I know it's compared to what we've just experienced looking at the platypus thing, the Walter Q5 steel frame is like recommending a Honda Accord at this point. It's like, oh, well, that gun's nice and reasonable and it doesn't, you know, have fire shooting out of it or anything crazy. Um, but yeah, I think the Q5 steel frame is an excellent gun. Uh, I, don't know if it is a gun that I would want to carry every day, especially with like a light and a dot on it because it weighs approximately 25 million pounds. And I am not a large human being, 
but uh they're great guns they shoot super nice they have a great recoil impulse i'm still stuck on this platypus page because i've just designed a gun that is the same colors as the imperial guard in return of the jedi and it's got an acro cut on it and i'm just i'm absolutely gobsmacked by this and i don't know how to end the episode now because of the stealth arms platypus it's absolutely <laughs> Dear stealth arms please sponsor us we deserve <laughs> right? it Look, here's the thing. If I find out, here's the thing. If I find out that the platypus runs, which is the most terrifying concept that there could be, that this thing runs, I. You're probably buying one. I mean, I'm going to buy one anyway. That's generous. No, no, no. That probably don't don't worry yourself about that. I need to find a way to make this a write off. Once I make this a write off, this is all good and gold. But I, I have a. I, I want to very real, no matter who pays me, no matter what goes on, I have a rule that the gun I carry has to be a serious use gun. Um, I've had a number of companies give me guns, and I tell them all the same thing. I will shoot your gun. I will take pictures with your gun. I will promote the crap out of it. I will never tell anyone that I carry a gun that I don't carry. Amen currently, currently, there are two guns that I carry. Chambers Custom Fat WMG Night Fighter Edition or NF and Glock 45. These are the two guns I carry. Um, if you see me with a different gun on, uh, it's already like gone under some other stuff. I have a G48 and some other stuff all occasionally, but those are the two guns that I carry. Carry. Um, I won't, but if that platypus runs. I'm going to have the most eye-garish carry piece possible. I mean, look in the chat and see what I just said. That needs to be the part of the title image. That needs to be part of the hero image, sir. A hundred percent. Why do you think I took a screenshot of it so I could friggin' put this? This is the thumbnail for this episode. Oh Bro. Oh my god, Keith. Let's tell Charles we can get these in Gap Blue. Yeah, can. Oh, guaranteed we can. I wonder if I could get him to engrave a Taurus bullhead on the slide and just be like, "Here's my new match gun, guys." Probably because they're into whatever wild shit you want to do. They have they have definitely looked at the side of the office, seen the little train tracks, hit a button, and it came in with a uh, questionable substance on it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> These guys, look, you know what? These guys are amazing. I hope these guns work. I hope they sell a hundred really billion of them. Right. Just because, like, the this gun is, and, like, this gun is hideously ugly. Uh, even when it's just, like, black on black, it's already ugly. And you can make it as ugly as you can possibly imagine. And that is what I've done. And you'll see it because uh, you've seen the thumbnail for this episode. And that's, speaking of this episode, that's it. Because uh, I don't know how to... Uh, it's fantastic oh god that thing is amazing um thank you everyone so much for liking sharing subscribing watching listening uh please make sure that you continue to share this episode with uh your <laughs> friends push stuff out on social media fun fact june was our best month ever for uh itunes downloads so thank you for that guys uh we're looking forward to more itunes downloads so you guys can listen to us in your cars and things like that and we will be back next week with an all-new episode